Hello, and welcome to the Landis Cooperative Experience podcast featuring the bull bear banter. We all know that markets often behave in a way that can't easily be explained. The bull bear banter is our best effort to digest the noise of the marketplace. So thank you for joining us. Sit back, relax, and let's talk about the markets. Hello, this is Tom Guinan, and I'd like to welcome you to the June 12th episode of the bull bear banter. Cheyenne Dunham is joining me, and we'll now recap the corn and soybean markets for the week. Cheyenne? All right. So for your market update this week, July corn closed up a quarter at 3.30, which was down a penny and a quarter for the week. December corn was three quarters cent lower for the day at 3.43, and that was down two and a quarter from last Friday's close. Looking over at soybeans, July closed up five and a quarter at 8.71 and a quarter to gain three and a half cents for the week. And November beans finished up three cents at eight seventy nine and three quarters, which was up a quarter of a penny from last Friday's close. Thanks, Cheyenne. The big story this week was the release of the USDA's June WASDE report on Thursday. I think the main element that we want to talk about from this report is the ending stocks. For 2019 and 20, the corn ending stocks came in about 66 million bushels below the average estimate and on the lower end of the range of estimates at 2.103 billion bushels. That was up about 5 million bushels from the USDA's last estimate, but down 118 million bushels from last year. It looks like this was mainly due to a cutting of North Dakota's crop by 45 million bushels and reducing their harvested acreage by 100,000 acres. No changes to the 1920 corn exports or feed residual use, and ethanol usage was reduced 50 million bushels. We're still not sure that this will be enough to match ethanol usage versus production by the end of the marketing year. No changes were made to the 2020-21 corn balance sheet, just the carryover of the 5 million bushels increase in old crop ending stocks, bringing them to 3.323 billion bushels. The current year, 2019 and 20, ending stocks for soybeans came in 8 million bushels above the average estimate at 585 million bushels. This was also up 5 million bushels from the USDA's last estimate, but 324 million bushels lower than last year. 1920 exports were reduced 25 million bushels, which seems minimal, but soybean export sales will need to average 4.2 million bushels a week through the end of August to meet USDA's projections. Crush was raised 15 million bushels, which will require May through August crush to run 1.6% above last year's pace, but that does feel achievable. Finishing up with a look at soybean ending stocks for 2021, those were within the range of estimates, but behind the average estimate at 395 million bushels. That was up 10 from the USDA's last report, but about 190 million bushels below last year. So I know that I just threw a lot of numbers out there, but the general feeling is that there were no real surprises in this report. Stocks are slightly higher. Exports and usage seem to be mostly on track. So with that, let's move on to the bull bear factors. So to kick off our bull factors for corn, I'm going to say the fact that 1920 stocks were only raised 5 million bushels when we were expecting them to be increased more like 65 million bushels. Also, last Friday's Commitment of Traders report showed funds were net short over 282,000 contracts as of last Tuesday. That's the largest short position we've seen since last April, and we've continued to see short covering encouraged by the recovery in the energy markets, and that should help support recovery of the ethanol industry. Also, U.S. corn sales came in last week at 26 million bushels versus last year's 6.7 million bushels for the same time frame. This is also well above the 8.7 million bushels per week needed to reach the USDA's current export projection. 
From commitments being down more than 30% in March, we're seeing some catch-up as we're now only down 15% from last year's numbers. And finally, U.S. corn export shipments last week were in line with market expectations at 43.3 million bushels, which is also in line with average exports over the last eight weeks of 44.9 million bushels. If exports can continue at 40.8 million bushels per week, we're on track to hit the USDA's 1.775 billion bushel export projections by the end of August. Well, Cheyenne, on the bear side for corn... 3.323 billion bushels is the expected ending stocks number a year from now. That's a big number. The crop condition report released on Monday showed a 75% good to excellent rating compared to 59% this time last year. Most of the top five states surveyed were on track with last week, with the exception of Illinois that jumped from 56% good to excellent last week to 65% this week. The supply story is just too good and the demand story is too uncertain. Basically, the crop is looking great and the forecast looks favorable. A balance of warm, dry, nearby with decent rainfall to follow. A large carryout and promising new crop potential doesn't make for the best scenario unless something gives. While the short covering we're seeing seems promising, I'm skeptical about the longevity of the new crop prices as our expected weather premium continues to dwindle. And finally, trade is expecting Brazil's 2020 and 2021 corn exports to be near or record large, and the bulk of their safrina shipments are expected to begin in August. It won't be long before the U.S. is competing with Brazilian exports. A little thin on our soybean bull factors, but I'm going to go with improvements in sales to China are probably our biggest bull spin this week. China's 1920 U.S. soybean purchases are now 67 million bushels higher than the same time last year, and new crop sales are at 78.7 million bushels versus zero a year ago. It may be a stretch to say this, but while we are feeling comfortable with the condition of the U.S. corn crop, it's still a little early to stop worrying about how the soybeans look, as they are generally made in August. Who knows what Mother Nature will have in store for us in the next couple of months. As far as bear factors for soybeans, similar to the corn, we saw a bump in the good to excellent ratings for soybeans in this week's crop condition report to 72% good to excellent. Minnesota stayed at 84% good to excellent. Iowa and Indiana increased a point from last week. Illinois increased 13 points to 67%, and North Dakota was up 9 points to 75%. U.S. soybean export inspections have continued to slide, coming in below market expectations at 7.8 million bushels last week. That was a new marketing year low, down almost 7 million bushels from the previous week and well below last year's 27 million bushels at the same time. In other words, the USDA's export projections will likely see further reductions. We are relying heavily on Chinese buying, and if that doesn't come to fruition, we could be in even more trouble. I don't really have a lot to contribute for our What to Watch For in upcoming events, but I will point out that the quarterly stocks report is going to come out on June 30th, and that's really the next big milestone our traders are going to be looking at. And now for Tom's take. I've been thinking a lot about the corn carryout for next year. We've talked about this number a couple of times now, 3.323 billion bushels. 3.3 billion bushels. I don't know about you, but I'm having a hard time visualizing that much corn. How do I even try to get my mind wrapped around anything that large? I guess I'll start where I always do. My first full-time job was working at my dad's grain elevator. It was built in the late 50s and early 60s, and we had three large flat storage buildings that held about 250,000 bushels of corn. I can still remember being in one of those quonsets when they were clear full and thinking, that is a lot of corn. 
I had to ask Dad recently to remember the dimensions. He said they were 240 feet long by 60 feet wide with 12 foot high side walls and then peaked up from there. Those three buildings covered about an acre. I'm sure that you've seen similar buildings or you can visualize a building about that size. My quick math says that it would take more than 13,000 of those completely full at the end of next year to equal that carryout. Or more than 4,400 acres of corn piled 12 foot high at the side and then peaked up from there. It's still hard for me to visualize that much corn. So how about this? Landis has about 165 million bushels of storage across our 50 or so locations, which makes us the seventh largest company in terms of storage in North America. I doubt that many of you have visited all of these locations. So think about the one that you frequent or the one that you know best and take that times 50 more or less to get to 165 million bushels of storage. It would take 20 times our entire storage capacity to hold 3.3 billion bushels. That is a lot of corn. I also know that back in the 70s and 80s, the country had large carryouts like this. It's the main reason many of those Quonsets were built. It's why we had our three filled with corn for many years. The only difference between then and now is that those buildings were full of government corn then, and they don't store any grain now. Many grain elevators existed to store government grain. Sure, demand was less then too, but so were prices. I just don't want to go back to those days. But with 3.3 billion bushels in storage a year from now, I'm having a really hard time visualizing a cash corn price much above $3 a bushel, if that. I know the prices being quoted for new crop right now are nowhere near where any of us would like them. Currently, there is some weather premium built in. But if we have decent weather, the balance of the crop year, that will erode quickly. The 4th of July is only three weeks away. Perhaps it disappears around then, depending on the pollination weather. Regardless, I'm more than a little concerned about where prices will be five months from now without some significant change to either the supply or the demand numbers in the WASD. Yeah, maybe China will step in and start buying a lot of corn and come to our rescue. The problem is they haven't done that before. And if they do, I think it will be most likely because it's a good value or too cheap to pass up. I can't see them being in a big hurry to buy given the recent ending stocks number. 3.323 billion bushels. That is a lot of corn. Well, in conclusion, we appreciate you joining us for the Bull Bear Banter. If you'd like to contact us, you can send a tweet to at Landis Co-op or just drop an email to podcast at LandisCooperative.com. Our tagline is bears make money, bulls make money, and pigs just go to market. If you have any questions regarding grain marketing decisions, please reach out to your area grain marketing advisor. Thank you for listening, and we'll both be with you again next week. Mm-hmm.